a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. As we continue our march towards the midterm, uh, the Dignity Index has come out with some new scores, both for the second congressional district debate, which was last Friday down at Southern Utah University, and last night's Senate debate at Utah Valley University. So what are these scores? How did the candidates treat each other on the debate stage? Uh, we want to get into all of that. Really pleased to have joining us in studio, Tammy Piper, who's the Chief of Staff and Director of Operations at Unite.us. And uh, Jesse Graham, who uh, we always just say is the brains behind the science of the Dignity Index. He's a professor of business and ethics at the University of Utah. Welcome to both of you onto the program. Thank you for having us, Boyd. All right. So let's uh, I want to put one thing real clear as we get into this. Uh, One, I love the fact that you've uh, put out some of the explainers around what these scores are and kind of examples of that. And I think it's really important to emphasize uh, and Tammy, you raised this in our conversation this morning, is that this is not fact-checking. This is not politic-checking. This is not saying who won, who lost. Uh, this is about dignity. And so let's talk to us uh, first just about some of the scoring and what that sounds like. Right. And to expand just a little bit on it, it's not fact-checking. It's not checking someone's politics. It's also not scoring a person or an individual and saying, you're a three, you're a seven. It's yeah. really tempting for us to do that, but we're pulling portions of speech and language from a larger body. So the the debates were an hour long last night. We've got maybe five or six samples of that that we pulled. They're just small samples, but we are grading or scoring those samples of speech. So um, sometimes our tendency, too, is to say, well, you got, you know, two threes and a six. I'm going to give you a 4.5. Yeah. You know, we're going to give you a grade point <laughs> average. And that's not, not it. that's not it either because yeah. we really want to call attention to the speech that people use. We believe that words matter, yeah. that words can elevate conversations, that they can lead to positive problem solving or they can lead ultimately really to violence yeah Um, and so so thank you for pointing that out so we've got we 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 added a little feature to our release today and that was a little bit of commentary on each of the scores it's something that we've done internally as Mm -hmm. the coders work together and the researchers on jesse's team um visit about the scores they justify or say, I think it's a three because, and then they point back to, I call it the rubric, they point back to the score guide and say, this is why I think it's a three, this is why I think it's a five. So that's been happening internally and it will continue to happen. We have opened a little bit of that up for people to see so that as they become more familiar with the instrument, with the index, they can say, I I think that's a five, and they said it's a five, but let me see, oh, I see, it says – you know, this is a five because, for example, it's a general statement of goals, views, and plans delivered without any contempt. That's a standard feature of a five. And so for your listeners who are wondering, I often refer people back to our website 
uh, where they can look at the index, and it's not like overly long description. You Super just easy. pop it on yep. and click on the index itself, and it will take you through the defining features of each of those stages one through eight. Yeah, yeah, so important. And uh, Jesse, give us just some uh, insight as this coding takes place. Uh, again, I'd love to be the fly on the wall to, to watch the conversation about the conversation or about the, the debate or when you're assessing a, a campaign mailer or a, an email or, or a social media post. Uh, just give us some description in terms of what happens as these coders are moving through these, this speech. Yeah, so right you know, following the debate, we have um, groups of coders uh, working in groups of three or four, and we make sure that we have people on the ideological right and left in each of these groups. And so we've got this kind of bipartisan um, groups of coders working together, both to choose the passages, and then once the passages are chosen, then to actually code the passages. Um, and the coders are instructed to try to find sort of high and low examples for every candidate. And so that's kind of their mission when they're choosing passages. Uh, and then again, we have liberal and conservative coders working together, coming to consensus on the codes that they come up with. Okay, and uh, so let's look at some of those. Uh, Tammy, let's let's look at uh, maybe an example. What's an example of uh, kind of the, the bottom end of the scale, kind of in that three range? Uh, give us the definition of okay. what that sounds like, and then let's, then let's talk about it. Okay, so the, the index goes from one to eight, and one to four, the bottom four are on the contempt side. That's when we're starting to show contempt for the other. And then five through eight are on the dignity side. So three, right before, you know, kind of just below, there's a four and then three. Um, The defining feature of three is that we attack the other side's moral character, not just their capabilities or their competence. And the mindset or the subtext behind this is we're the good people, you're the bad people. We're responsible for all the good things and you're responsible for all the bad things. It's us versus them. We win only if you lose. And Mm. I saw a post on social media yesterday from someone at the national level, and it was was so clear. I mean, it was honestly saying, all the good things are happening because of my party, and all the bad things are happening because of your party. It's like, (laughs) wow, that was easy to score. That's so easy. (laughs) That was so easy. Thank you for that example. Um, But that's a three. And then Let's a four is a little bit more, you know, a little bit better than that, but you're still holding some contempt for the other side. When you get up to a, a five and a six, I'm going to give you a six. So level six sees it as a welcome duty to work with the other side and to find common ground and act on it. It's like, not only do I have to do this to be successful, but I, I actually want to do this. Yeah. Um, and the subtext um, or the mindset behind a six is I have deep convictions and I feel a strong sense of belonging to my group. But I'm curious, and you say this all the time, Boyd, I'm curious about the other side too. I want to meet with them. I want to talk with people who don't share all my views. I want to find common values and interests and solve problems together. So you're going right up the scale there to where, yeah, I, I actually want to find out more about you. I'm curious. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.
Yeah, excellent. And uh, so as you look at that as a as a perspective, uh, I think it's important that we we look at that. And again, we're not scoring who wins, who scored the right. Mm-hmm. You know, this is not a debate scoring. Uh, process. We've been talking about that earlier in the show to change the debates. Uh, but Jesse, as, as you look at it, I'd be curious, uh, particularly in the room last night, in terms of what was kind of the, the after feeling as you started to go through that process. I've talked to people across the political spectrum over the last 24 hours, and I can't tell you how many people had a pit in their stomach. Uh, regardless of whether they were leaning towards one candidate or the other, they they felt just that kind of uh, brace for impact kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and certainly the Senate debate was, I think, markedly different from the other debates that we've coded. I think the the other debates, um, you know, from from the first one, I was really surprised at just how dignified it was. Um, I think it is important to note that for every candidate in any of these debates, we were able to find examples of both dignity and contempt. And so we're, you know, we're all capable of both of these. Uh, but I think the overall sense uh, after last night's debate, you know, we, th- there, were, there were certain terms, certain names that they were calling each other, like bootlicker or opportunistic gadfly that we thought, okay, certainly those are codable. Certainly those are on the contempt end. Um, and so I think in general, we just had a lot more examples of contempt in this debate than in the previous ones and, and fewer examples of dignity. Yeah. And, and I think, too, uh, one of the things that uh, we've been talking a little bit about is just the uh, quantity and quality uh, that uh, I know you're going through and kind of pulling samples from from each candidate. And again, whether it's a debate, whether it's their uh, campaign resources or, or whatever, uh, the quantity index is also going to be kind of an interesting thing uh, because you, you might be able to say, well, they, they were even on scores. They each had some contemptuous answers. They each had some elevating answers. Uh, and then you want to look at, is that the pattern? Is that the campaign? Uh, I think that gets into a, a really interesting space, Tammy. Yeah, and I, I, I like what Jesse reminds us, and we remind ourselves of this nearly every day, is that we each have this capacity within us. Mm-hmm. And we, when we look at ourselves, whether it's in our families or neighborhood, whether it's maybe a colleague that we don't get along with, we have this urge to say, it's me against you. You know, I'm yeah. better than you. You know, you just don't get it, or you're one of those guys. When yeah. we start saying us versus them – or one of those people, I often think that's a little signal to ourselves that we have started to go down onto the contempt side of the scale. Yeah, uh, so important. And uh, we're going to continue to follow this as we drive uh, through the next 21 days. Uh, and really, this is uh, the 21 days is not the end. Uh, to me, that's just the end of the beginning uh, of this conversation because I, I think this applies to all of us in so many places. I find myself referencing this throughout the day. It's like, okay, did I respond mm-hmm. to that email with contempt or did I really enlighten this or was I cranky about this or uh, or, or what? And I think the other important thing, uh, Tammy, just that I really appreciate about this is this is not a this is not a kumbaya score either. Exactly. This is not a group hug score. Uh, we want rigorous debate. Uh, we want passionate people uh, in uh, elected offices and we want to have that conversation. And I think what the Dignity Index is about is making sure we have space for that kind of exciting, challenging mm-hmm. uh, arena of ideas to, to really flourish. If we don't, we want passion. We want passion in our politics, yeah. right? We want people that believe in something deeply. Yeah. But there is a way to hold people accountable and still maintain that passion for your cause. Yeah, fantastic. How we talk about it is, we can talk about anything, is how we talk about mm-hmm. it uh, that actually matters. Well, we're uh, going to continue to follow that. Uh, Tammy Piper from uh, Unite.us and Jesse Graham from the University of Utah. We appreciate you joining us for the Dignity Index today. And uh, we'll be talking to you again real soon. Thanks, Boyd. <laughs> Thanks.
All right, we'll step aside for a quick commercial break. Much more to come on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Stick around. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do? in the face of an international disaster decades in the making. That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.